This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for Talking Halos comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas, listen up. Untribbed pubes are the thing of the past. You know, it's, we, we got to keep things looking nice down there for the ladies, and but we also got to be careful. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their perfect 2.0 package, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelly nice down there. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set you the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade over those used pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gifts of all. The Manscaped Perfect 2.0. Get 20% off shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And now for the show. Welcome to Talking Halo. This is Derek C. Apollo with co-hosts Jared Timms and John Crane for an eventful week. We've been actually demand for the podcast. We're seriously having folks messaging me on Facebook, on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have been getting demand too. Wanting a show. Well, we're here to deliver. Check first with Jared. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, it's, it's been a fun week. Fun, uh, The best winter meetings we've had in uh, in a while. So it's been fun this week. I've, I've enjoyed it. I mean, the best, even losing... Garrett Cole, really? I mean, I think we've talked about this before. You're, 
<laughs> Wrong guy to ask that question, huh? John. You know, it's been a better week for I mean, well, for us, you know, it's just another it's just another week where we sign a two hundred and forty five million dollar superstar. Uh, but who it's been a really good week for. Um by the time Scott Boris is done, he, he may have over a billion dollars in signings this week. So uh he's got that going for him. I saw but, uh, very, go ahead. I saw the breakdown of the of the ones he's made this far. And it roughly comes down to like forty point seven million dollars he made in just a matter of a couple of days. That's just bananas. Yeah. He was on one of the shows this morning. Uh, I think it was. Uh, anyways, he was on one of the shows. And I hear it was, was. Oh, Golik and Wingo, and uh, they interviewed him. They were talking big about asking him how much he made. Now they never asked him any questions like that when he got on board. But my favorite line was when he was talking about. Uh, well, they were saying, you know, last year, uh, all year, you know, everybody waited till the spring training to sign right before spring training. Why this year? And he said, Hey, you know, I just have to wait for the owners to make an offer. So I can't really do anything unless the owners make an offer. And <laughs> very did they make some offers? My gosh. <laughs> yeah, they did. So this is a different kind of show. I actually went unscripted for this show because I just wanted to get our raw emotions on this. and uh, A little more than usual. I usually have a big plan that I want to have up there for the guys. Matter of fact, the thing I'm looking at, this, this, the, uh, our normal sheet right now, and John is on the screen thinking, oh, great, right? Because there's nothing there. There actually is no full show plan. What we want to do is first get our thoughts out about the signings and the things that didn't happen, and then go to you and get some of our listener questions out of the way and talk about them, mostly because we're actually we're here for you guys. We're trying to communicate with you and get your thoughts and put them in perspective. And, you know, I think the last couple of days have been eye-opening, maddening, and a little crazy, but that's life being an Angels baseball fan. Okay, before we get into all that, though, we just want to say we are still a relatively new podcast. We need your support. One of the first things you can do is hit over Apple Music, subscribe, leave a five-star review that will really help us move up the charts. If you want to earn that five-star review, that's great, too. Send us an email at talkinghalesgmail.com. Give us your feedback. If you're a new listener and you're enjoying the show, do us a favor. Text a fellow Angels fan and tell them about us. Let them know about this podcast. It means the world to us. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so first things first. Let's let's do the the hard part. And Jared, I, I kind of alluded to earlier. I know your thoughts, but Garrett Cole goes to the Yankees. Three hundred twenty-four mil, nine years, optioned out at five. Your thoughts, good sir, on the Angels losing out on Cole? It's a lot of money. It's a lot, a lot of money for uh, for a guy who pitches every fifth day. Um, but when you're in the situation the Yankees are in, it's you know it, it, it's it's something that needed to be done, you know. And I'm surprised actually that the Dodgers kind of didn't push harder um, with the situation they're in to go to go get Cole. Um, but at the same time, man, it's that's a that's a lot of money to give somebody. Uh, but but the, but the Yankees are the team that can do that and. A lot of people were saying uh, nobody's going to outbid the Yankees. Nobody's going to outbid the Yankees, and there were a lot of question marks behind that. It's like, well, where does Cole want to go? Where it's up to him. You know, John's been preaching it for a while. You know, Boris has been saying it's up to him. It's up to him. It's not up to me. And at the end of the day, you know, he wanted to go to a winner. You know, or go to a place where he thought he could win. He could win a little bit more, and New York was the place to go. And that that you know, in the least bit surprising to me. I had, he could have. He had. He had 
30 places that he could have gone to and he decided to go to the place that he thought he could win the most and he also got a really really good contract does he deserve it absolutely and you know i i i hope this works out for the yankees at the end of the day you know it's good for baseball in a sense you know to have garrett cole one of the best pitchers be the best pitcher for the next i don't know five six years until he starts declining it's just it's good for baseball i it's good to see garrett cole be you know garrett cole i'd love to see garrett cole continue to do what he was doing with the astros with the yankees and i mean it's bad for the angels in a sense you know i I don't i don't like to see the angels lose but it's good for baseball you know i i I like to see good players play well so john i was going to you next but i really really want to poke it jared for a second is that okay you cool with that yeah go ahead jared put down the crack pipe man Put it down, dude. This is bad for this is this is bad for the Angels, man. This is bad for the Angels. It's bad for the Dodgers. It's in, in a way, yeah. It's great for the Yankees. Exactly what they needed. But come on, man. Let's 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 be real about this. The Yankees being great may be great for the Yankees, but nobody else wants to see that stuff, dude. And honestly, who, who else outside Yankee world wants to see the Yankees be good? I don't want to see the Yankees good. I'm not, I never said they were good. I said it's good for They're, baseball. It's good for Garrett Cole. I want to see Garrett Cole succeed. You know, Orange County guy. I want to see Garrett Cole go into the Hall of Fame. You know, I want to I want to see all that. The Yankees, in my opinion, they're still not. I mean, they're a very good team. Don't get me wrong. They're not. They, they, there's still question marks on offense. They're, they're at like $250 million. So you can't. You got to think that they're not going to spend that much more money. But, you know, you never know. They are the Yankees. They could. But I mean, it's you're right. It's it's not good for the Yankee, for for baseball in general. I, I don't like seeing the Yankees win. You're right, and it, just because of the Yankees, I do want to see Garrett Cole succeed, though. You know, hometown boy, California, SoCal, um, grew up. I, I went to baseball camps, and he was there. So it was. It's just kind of. It's one of those things. I want to see Garrett Cole pitch well. I want to see him go into the Hall of Fame wherever he goes in. If it's a Yankee, if it's an Astro, you know, wherever. So. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, I don't want to see the Yankees win, and I don't think they're they, – they, you know, anything could happen. I, I'm not a big fan of their lineup. They have a really good bullpen. Their rotation's really good. They're, I mean, there are some question marks in the rotation as well. Um, and they, their whole team was injured last year too, if you really – I mean, like they, they had a lot of injuries last year, and they were still this good. So, I mean, you're going to see some regression from some of the players. You're going to see some players play well. Um, so it, it, I, I, there's not a – there's not a clear World Series favorite for me at this at this point in time, and I don't think it's the Whoa. Yankees just because they got Cole. Oh, I think Cole makes a World Series favorite. I think for sure he makes a World Series favorite. That's like what the, the Dodgers well, are still there. The Astros are still there. Right. The Dodgers are still there. The Dodgers are missing a couple of things, and Rendon is one of those that you really needed. You know, the 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 Astros they're going to miss Cole, man. They're going to miss Cole. Oh, they yeah, are, and so you. I think right now that's the only that's the only guy the the Yankees needed. The Yankees you just made the point right there. They were half the team was injured last year. Imagine that team stays healthy, at least remotely healthy. Different team. I think they're the favorite hands down. John, we we're not ignoring you, buddy. What do you guys say? Uh, you know me. I'm a petty guy. Um, I I and I am a Yankee, as Derek knows. I was a Yankee fan. Still had him in my heart. I always say they're my second favorite team. But I can't root for Garrett Cole. I'm not rooting for Garrett Cole. I am actively rooting against Garrett Cole. Um, I, and, you know, I, I mean, I understand playing for the Yankees, and I guess I really didn't understand the attraction that he had 
for play. I mean, of course, who wouldn't be attracted to put the pinstripes on? But uh, I just this giant money grab. Um, I just have no. I I just no. I am I am actively rooting against. I hope you know. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but anyway. So no. I um. Uh, but what I am happy about, and I, to be honest with you, Derek, I'm not really upset by this. I'm looking at it uh, through the. Um, Jared Tim's uh, view of now we have more money. You know, we signed Rendon. We still have plenty of money. We still got Bumgarner, I, yeah, it, Ryu. We got Keichel out there. We're going to get another pitcher, at least one. I hope at least one, if not two. Um, our, I mean, our, our pitching staff actually looks pretty solid. And, and you know, and we didn't just blow. We didn't sign a and oh, the other thing I wanted that I noticed, which I'm very impressed by, is on Twitter for the most part, or on social media, most people were saying, "Wow, no, I, I don't want to pay that guy." I didn't see a lot of hate, and I and though I would like to see some apologies for uh, everybody saying that Artie's cheap and Artie's cheap and Artie's cheap, and he won't open his wallet um, because he just opened his wallet and he's going to continue opening his wallet uh, at least once to two, one or two more times before this. Uh, season starts so i'm you know sure i'm disappointed by that but i'm actually over it at this point um rendon we get a couple we get a ryu we get a um you know maybe a keiko i'm 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 a happy camper you know i i the reason why i'm pausing there like that awkward pause is i'm still believer this team needed an ace I really believe that the guy who would be the stopper, I almost look at Cole though and feel bad for him because when you're wearing a Yankee uniform, you got to cut your hair, you got to do the whole shave thing, you got you know you really become part of the team. It feels almost like when I joined the military and I had to go cut my hair then and had to get rid of all you know, the beard and look all. You basically are conforming to one team aspect of it. It's respectable, but it's also conformity, and I don't like all that stuff. I think it's sad in a lot of ways that you had to go to New York to win. This is, that's what we're really hearing is that the Dodgers and, and the Angels, the Dodgers had a very competitive offer. But in the end, he felt like if he's, if he's going to win, it's going to be there. I think the quote from his friend that was mentioned in the report was, um, it's about, you know, it's not where you sleep. Okay. I think it's kind of sad that he felt he couldn't, he obviously felt he couldn't win with the Angels, felt he couldn't win with. The Dodgers, or in the end, was it really about the money? Was it really about the money? I have a different view on it all. And guys, tell me if you think I'm wrong. But if you're really all about winning, if it's just about the championships, then you don't drive the market up. Because you want that team to have money to do what? Get more players, right? I mean, anybody see what I'm saying? You pick it up on the land Derek, Derek, you're making my Kobe Bryant argument for me. Thank you very much. Which is well, I felt the same way about Kobe, John. I'm just saying, Kobe, Kobe wants to win. Well, Kobe, well, then don't take an, in, an insane contract if you want to win. Let some, let them pay some other players to help you. So uh, anyway, we that's just we side, all you hate. Sidetracked. I'm saying I agree with you. I absolutely yeah, we all agree hate. with you. Yes, we all hate Tom Brady. But for years, Tom Brady took a below market deal to win with New England. I just want to point wants that out. To win, exactly. To win. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying these guys shouldn't go make their dollar bills. They shouldn't go out. You know, but. Did Garrett Cole really have to take $324 million over nine years? No. But the market dictates that. If you really want to win, if it's that important to you, I'm sorry, you're not making it 
that much more difficult for your team to get players because they still have a luxury tax. Jared, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, you're you're right in a sense. You know, I mean, yes, I would have loved to seen Garrett Cole come to the Angels for two hundred million dollars or go anywhere for two hundred million dollars. Um, uh, but I, I mean, in a sense, it also started with uh, with Steven Strasburg getting what I thought Garrett Cole was going to get, and then. Garrett Cole getting twice as what I thought he was going to get. So, you know, you, in, in a sense, yes, you, you are right there. I'd love to see more players take those, you know, team-friendly contracts and, you know, want to win more instead of the money. But, you know, when you can get $324 million or whatever, you know, you, you think you can get, heck, I mean, well, why not? I mean, to, and, and Mike Trout took, took a pay cut, technically. I mean, he could have made a lot more in the open market. I mean... Some people talking about like a five hundred million dollar player. I mean, I said he could probably be a six hundred million dollar player. Um, their contract when it's all said and done. I mean, it's it, uh, that, that could happen. So I mean, you're looking at a guy who wants to win. Look at no further than Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon too. Anthony Rendon still wants to win. He could have gotten, in my opinion, more money, more years somewhere else. But you know, wanted to wanted to keep winning. So you know, I think he's in a good spot here in Anaheim. Well, let's talk about Rendon a little bit here. Seven years, 245, full no-trade clause from what's being reported. No deferred money. It's just straight 7245. I told you guys, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pat myself on the back a little bit. I told you guys they're going to get a bat. Did I not? Can I say it, please? Did yeah, I not say it? Yeah, you said that. Yeah, you said that. Sure, yeah. Okay, right? so that, said- I wanted to... <laughs> I just wanted to have two seconds to feel like I'm, you know, like I know something. But uh, <laughs> just those two seconds. Reality was, is it was obvious to me because you had so many, you, there there are concerns about the lineup. There's concerns about the health of the team. And there was an opening at third. And honestly, what better message to send to Angels fans if you can't get a pitcher you want to go out there and get the best position player available in the market. And all that criticism towards Artie about he's not willing to spend money, he doesn't want to win. Well, he just showed it's a bunch of garbage. He just spent $275 million. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, I don't want to get sidetracked. Well, uh, well, there's a couple directions I, I got questions for, perhaps for Jared. So we were talking about the now, – now we got some trade possibilities, right? We got some – we got Stasi, uh, not Stasi, um, third base, uh, uh, the, the rookie. Um, Renhifo, we have Renhifo, and we have Fletcher. Um, which now I'm hearing people talking about potentially trade. I mean, I'm seeing his name being thrown around. Any chance? I mean, we got a little log jam on the infield. Any chance we're going to use any of these prospects? Why am I can't think of Thice, Matt Thice? Uh, uh, some more uh, pitching help with those. Is, are those going to be the tools we're going to use? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's word last night after the Angels signed Rendon that they were not necessarily getting close to Kluber, but the talks were very much so intensifying and those terms were or the the trade was around, you know, it would have been Kluber to the Angels for something along the lines of uh Luis Renifo, Patrick Sandoval and or Trent DeVoe, who's was in rookie ball, a lot of a lot of hype in my opinion around Trent DeVoe. I really like him. Um but so yeah, you know it's uh it, it's a very real scenario to see you know Thice or Renifo or I mean they've been we saw I, I don't know I, there's been plenty of reports saying that the Angels you know young major league talent you know and we're seeing it now come up or we saw it last year come up is getting a lot of uh, 
interesting interesting hype around it uh, trade wise and it's it's now coming to fruition and it, we might see it happen again or might see it happen you know very very soon so it, yeah it definitely it's a those those trade possibilities are out there especially with rendon at third base now that kind of locks it up there for a while there you know for seven years so yeah i don't really want to get knee deep on kluber i think jared and i will probably disagree a little bit on if we see a question we should ask it i do want to ask overall do you guys prefer at this point still shooting for free agents or do you guys prefer more along the lines of the trade route where do you want to go to try and help finish these go- these gaps? Uh, I want at least one of these free agents, uh, the ones that, the ones that are available, uh, the Ryu or I of the three. And I don't know. I mean, you guys know this better than that. Well, there's actually I see five. I, who's Julio Tehran? Tehran? He gonna he gonna cost a lot of money? Uh, not that much. I mean, not yeah, not mad. But I'm money. just looking at the end. and and I, I think I mean I, maybe I'm optimistically speaking too. I, we could potentially have an ace in Otani too. I mean, he was an ace in Japan, so once he plays, we have that going. But I, I'd certainly want to do something. I, I certainly want to sign one of these free agents, and then also perhaps a trade for another one. What do you think about Mr. Julio there, Jared? I like him. Uh, I mean, you talk about. Uh, the Angels having a whole bunch of four to five starters. You're just adding another one in there, in my opinion, with uh, with him. But you know, it's, it's he's he's interesting. I'm sure he's out there. I'm sure you know. Billy said they've talked almost every possible you know starting pitcher free agent uh, on the market, and whether it's been a trade or whether it's been a free agent. So I'm sure it's been discussed. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow that name got thrown back in the loop here within the next couple weeks for. Being being an angel starter, um, the way though I personally would go, and I I love this route. If they can somehow pull off a trade for Corey Kluber without giving up Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele, you you do it in a heartbeat, in, in an absolute heartbeat. Um, as long as it doesn't cost you, you know, four or five of your top ten guys, you you're gonna you do that in a heartbeat. You know, when names are getting thrown around like Trent DeVoe, Patrick Sandoval, and Luis Renifo, I you, you got to do that, and you got to do that in a heartbeat. Um, especially for I mean, yes, he's got one year, possibly two years, but and the f- injury that he had was a freak injury, getting hit by a line drive, um, breaking his forearm. You know, f- completely freak injury. So, I, I if, if you can get him in a do it in a heartbeat. You know, that's that's a that's that's a huge move. That's your ace that you're looking for, right there. Um, and then you go out and you play you know, towards how your defense is, you know, you have Anthony Rendon and, um, Andrew and Simmons in the infield, along with, you know, someone like David Fletcher, Tommy LaStella, um, playing first, second, um, Albert Pujols playing first play, play towards that and pick yourself up a Dallas Keuchel or a Hunjin Ryu or somebody along the lines of that, who's going to throw you a lot of ground balls and let that, let that defense do its job. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting. You know, you get two, you get, you add, you get Rendon, you add Kluber, and you get Keiko, Ryu, somebody along the lines of that, and uh, you've had yourself a really good off season, and you didn't get Garrett Cole. So, yeah, you had to, you had to go there anyways. I think you were looking for a debate. I do not want Kluber if it requires them to give up those key those key prospects. I'm my stands on it is if it's really anybody in that upper echelon of talent that you 
probably see a future with this team. Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele, those, you know, Chris Rodriguez. I just don't move him. I, I just, I know it was a freak accident. I'm looking at what happened after the freak accident. When he's trying to come back and he can't stay healthy, isn't getting velocity back, having oblique strains. Before, you know, people don't want to say because Chris Kluber's overall um, MO has been he gets stronger as the year goes on, but that's not how it's 2018 went. 2018 and June 20th, he had a 2.10 ERA. It, it moves up to, at one point, 2.93 um, in September, kind of bombs out at 289 to end but we saw multiple starts during that time frame going from june to july that was not the core clue we knew uh july 20th and 2018 against the yankees seven innings pitch gets six runs uh july um july 23rd sorry so it was july 12th and then 23rd four innings against pittsburgh seven four innings seven runs three of them earned nine hits at that time the august 9th Against Minnesota, seven, four, um, five and a third, five runs against the Royals on August 27th. His consistency went down uh, September 30th, uh, September 10th, sorry, against Tampa Bay, inning and two thirds, four runs. We He was still very good, uh, but Scott's were saying it, and we're seeing his numbers, that we're starting to see the age-related decline with him. And I just don't see the risk in giving up at, he's going to be age 34 here very soon, giving up a lot of talent for him when it's really one to two years and he's begun his decline. You, if you're going to make a trade for a controllable pitcher at this point, and you're going to really go, it needs to be something a bit more, to me, future-looking, something that's going to be more to your liking in terms of controllable pitching long-term down the year. I know the Angels are looking are looking way deeper at the trade deadline last year, looking for multiple years. This one is one or two, and I, I just, I'm not comfortable with it. If it would be different if Kluber had stayed relatively healthy and just had it down here, and then maybe you could fix him with Mickey Callaway, but I'm just not so sure. Basically, what I'm saying is, there's been injuries involved. We've seen lots of injuries with the Angels here in the last couple of years with pitching. I don't want to take that risk. And then losing those, those prospects for what could be nothing. John, what do you think? I mean, you got you know much more about that than I do. I I, I mean, I I like the names. I like the, I I mean Kluber. Yeah, I mean, I, we need we need a couple pitchers. I just want to add a couple pitchers to this mix. I think that'll uh, that should quiet the fans for years. I would like to think for at least a few years. I think put us in a great position. Um, you know, the the loss of Garrett Cole, as devastating as it was, was also a devastating loss for Houston too, uh, who's in our division. So um, I just think we need to we need to follow this up with a couple couple pitchers, however we get them, because um, right now we got what Patrick Sandoval's kind of like penciled in to be like our sixth starter, um, Berea our fifth, and Griffin our fourth. So um, I'd like to have a little bit of little little bit of more uh, experience and maturity at the end of the uh, in our rotation if we're going to be going with the six man rotation, especially. Jared, close it out, dude. On that one, <laughs> for me, counter me. For for me, I look at you know he, before 2019. I agree with you on the age. The age is worrisome in a way. But before 2019, when he only threw 35 innings, he'd thrown uh, five straight years of 200 plus innings. Um, in each one of those years, he put up a 
five and a half plus war actually he put up a 4.9 war in 2016 um 2016 he was 18 and 9 2017 he was 18 and 4 2018 he was 20 and 7 if you want to look at records each year throwing 200 plus innings uh if you can get somebody like that uh regardless you know of you know that I, I still think it was a fluke injury. I'm not. I'm not as worried about that. Yes, you're going to see a regression, but if you can get Corey Kluber to give you two years of three to four wins, three to four wins seasons, you, you've done a good job. Even if it is giving up Patrick Sandoval, who, like John said, is your sixth starter um, at the moment, who's you know a sixth starter, maybe at best a four or five guy. Which oh, like I just said before, the Angels have plenty of those Luis Renifo who has now become in a way expandable um, I don't like to use that term because I love the depth the Angels have right now I think it's fantastic I think what Billy and team has done or Billy and staff has done has been a fantastic this has done a fantastic job creating this depth and you know that's how you go and that's a that's a starting key to rebuilding is the depth and they've done that um, but if you can give up a guy like Renifo who, oh, who you gave up CJ Crone for um, by the way um, and then you can give up a guy who isn't even out of rookie ball yet, and the bat really hasn't come around yet. Though, like I said, I love Devoe. The speeds there. Um, there's it's a build to be an all star down the road. So, you know, it's it's just it's kind of one of those things where if you can if you can do that, you can you can find a way to do it, make a trade without giving up Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele to get Corey Kluber. You, you have you have to go do it. That's a that's a win for Billy Epler, in my opinion, and team, and the team. I think that helps the team. That help helps the rotation. You get two years of Corey Kluber, and I think it's I think it's really looking good. Okay, I disagree, but okay. And again, I guess I want the the caveat depends on the prospects. Depends on prospects. If you're trading Griffin Canning in that trade, I've seen some people mention that. I'd no, I won't do it. There's still too much of an upside to him. No, if it's Aaron Hefo right now. I know you guys feel, I know obviously, Jared, you feel differently. I believe that Aaron Hefo is a guy that would make a big difference in this team. His speed in the base pads, his multiple positions. I know he's not hitting for average the way Fletcher does. I think you got to keep him, especially since you know what you're, you don't know what you're going to do yet with Simmons. We don't know what's going to happen with Simmons yet. We have some people suggesting that Simmons is on the block to be traded yesterday. We'll see. Okay. That's a big salary, though. That's a big salary. That's harder to do. Well, he's. You guys keep saying it's worth it, though, right? No, I mean, His, see, this, this, this puts that all that kind. Of, to me, it starts to make a little jet. Like again, we have a backlog. Well, so you want to keep Renhefo? Well, where do we keep Renhefo? But I don't, I don't see room for him. I don't see room for um, Thice anymore. I mean, I mean, one of them. I mean, well, there's room for Thice because Thice will go to first base. You think that Pool is going to be there forever? I don't know. You know, he's got a, he's got an extension. You got you know he's gonna be coming up. He's a free agent in a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots you can do still. I mean, don't forget Walsh and Dice were once catchers, right? What if they decide, you know what, we want these guys yeah. here, but see about moving them back to catcher. Is that possible, Jerry? Is that possible? I don't think so. I think that Dice's time is far gone, and I think the hitting aspect of what Dice can bring to the table far outweighs what he does defensively behind the plate. And okay, the same so goes what, with Taylor Ward. So we hold on. I wasn't even mentioning Taylor Ward. I was talking about, was talking about Walsh, right? But and, oh, why well, is it, said Tice. it... Well, I, no, I'm talking about Tice and and Walsh. That's what I was thinking right there. Tice and Walsh. 
You're saying it's too late to move him back to catcher. But for Tice's bat, is he still not viable to keep around as a first baseman slash DH? Yes, no. All reports are he's playing really, really well defensively out in uh, in the Dominican Winter League um, at third base. So he could have a future at third base um, when it's all when it's all said and done. And I don't know if you know the Angels need a third baseman after oh, Rendon. Um, no. it, it's it's nice to see. You know, he can play third base, he can play first base. Um, I always thought he might have a, you know, an opportunity to play left field at some point. I don't think that's going to be the case now, but um, it's it's nice to have those pieces. But if the right trade comes along, and, I, and I've said this with, you know, Billy said it, and you know, I, I personally have said it, if the right trade comes along that you can improve, you have to do it. You know, I mean, if the years are right and everything's right and you think, you know, trading Thice or trading somebody like that is, you know, a good thing, then you have to do it. I'm open to it in the right trade. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced Kluber is the right trade. Two years for a guy who's about to be 34, 34 years old. Decent pay, by the way. That's not a concern for me. But then you could be trading three or four prospects that were viable to your organization. You'll never get those trade. You'll never get them back. They're gone. That trade bait is gone. Those resources are gone. You'll lose him. You'll lose him in two years. You may never have him to what you need him to be. And that's my concern. My concern is if he will be what they need. Because that's a that's a big chunk of resources from their farm system. To me, it's not worth it right now. Unless they completely strike out in free agency, and then you go back and well, revisit it. Who? Okay, I don't. I mean, maybe I missed it. Well, who? Who's your? Who? Who do you think we should get then? <sighs> I think I gave my opinion. I think Jared gave his, but I don't remember hearing you. There's some free agents on the on the on the still available. Some high, you know, there's good Bumgarner. We got Keichel. You rather just go in that direction? Are you want? Um, I am. I, I can't believe I'm coming around this because I was a year ago. I was 100 percent against it. Keuchel, this guy I would want to go out there and get because of the defense sure. they have in place now. Ground ball guys, you know, they have the defense in place to to make a difference with him. Um, Ryu, I know he's a little injury prone, but he was fine last year. He has good stuff. Has four good pitches. He'll be a short turn guy, but a short turn guy that. We know exactly what we're getting, or we don't know what we're getting with Kluber. So th- that's where I would want to go first, is the free agent route. With Ryu especially, I know Fletcher had it in in his, um, Fletcher had it on his Twitter that Ryu would be susceptible to the Angels losing a, a draft pick, but that's not true. He, he had a qualifying offer before signed it. So there's no compensation there as well in terms of draft compensation. In that case... You take that shot. I think you take the shot with him, and if you can get him, you get him. And if all else fails, then you go. Then you wrap back around to guys like Kluber, uh, John Gray was mentioned as well in Colorado. That's my personal opinion. That's similar to mine, I think. I'm not saying don't make the deals, John, and and I'm not 100 percent disagreeing with Jared. I just I'm very very cautious about the the prospects involved. I'm not Bill Stoneman cautious. You know how the Angels just get get hit really hard because they would not trade for the longest time. There are prospects during the mid two thousand; they just wouldn't do it. Yeah. I'm not that cautious with it. 
I just want to hold on to these guys for one more year. Give this farm system a little more time to grow because it's it's gotten deeper, but there's a reason why it was hovering between 15 and 22 when the year ended. Well, that's why I, I'm, I'm all for the free agents. I'm happy we're get, just getting two free agents. I don't even know. Kyle Kluber, I'm, I, I know now more from just talking to you guys. So, Corey Kluber. Yeah. Okay. Jared, did you have any final thought with that? We kind of went back around one more time around, but I don't know if you wanted to go. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll finish it off. I mean, if you're, if you're worried about a Kluber injury, you got to be worried about Ryu. He's had shoulder issues, and shoulder issues are much worse than, you know, what – what Kluber has had. Um, it's just in my opinion. Uh, another thing for me, don't overvalue your prospects, um, especially guys, you know, like Thais, who I think his, the, his maximum, his maximum value is right now. So what you can get for him right now is going to be the best that you can do for Thais. Um, Green Epo, I believe still goes up. Um, and, you know, I, I think Sandoval, the most you're going to be able to get out of him is right now. I think, you know, you, you look at what Hector Santiago did for the Angels, and I think that that's what, you know, what um, what what Sandoval could be. You know, maybe at, at some point, maybe an all-star, maybe he has a good first half. Um, but, you know, like John said, he's penciled in to be the sixth starter right now, and that's there's a lot of six starters that the Angels have. Um, right now at this at this current moment, you know you need to get you need to get better. And I think being able to trade some of those guys for Corey Kluber or for somebody like that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but, sense for this type of thing. And I'm not disagreeing with you there. I, I, I would disagree on Renhifo. I, I want to keep Renhifo. Uh, I'd be I'm open to Tice. I'm open to those other guys. But the, another thing you talk about those Corey Kluber Ryu. Well, Ryu's been healthy for a little bit here, but most importantly. Going to get Ryu is only going to cost you cash. If Ryu gets hurt, it's all ever cost you. So, if Kluber comes over here and he continues to decline, then we're basically getting ourselves into a Matt Harvey situation where he didn't pan out, and you've just lost prospects more. You lose more than you lost with Matt Harvey. And I know you're saying don't overvalue prospects, so it doesn't mean you don't undervalue them either. It's about overall organizational depth, and I've been making that argument now for almost a year is the organizational death matters. And even if, even if these guys are, are where they are now, they can still fill in the major league level when you need them, you get rid of, they're gone. Is it, the ones those pieces are gone, they're gone. And then you have nobody. We saw that in 2015, 2016. Once they're gone, they're gone. You have nobody. The, wow. We, I can't believe we've been talking this much. All we got lots of questions here. Uh, Jeremy, Jer- go to you first. This is a good one for you. This is from One Man Show. Malapassian asks, which Angels player prospects would hurt you the most if they got traded for a, play, a pitcher soon? Assume Adele's off the table. For me, the answer is Fletcher. Go. Uh, for me, Fletcher's not a prospect anymore. So, I mean, yes, that hurts. Um, we said like player, or pro- player or prospect. Player or prospect. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, Fletcher, Fletcher hurts because he's major league talent. You know, I mean, none, no no prospects have shown you that they can produce at the major league level, even Joe Adele. Um, the, you know, the specs on Joe Adele have been fantastic. I think if you lose guys like Chris Rodriguez or Jose Soriano or, or guys like Brandon Marsh, those are the guys that come back, and in my opinion, may come back and – you know, really kind of haunt you in a way. Um, th- there's not too many of those guys that I can really say, you know, Will Wilson, I think that's a good trade for the Giants. I like what he does. I 
he's going to be a major league player at some point in his career. What he is at the major league level, you know, maybe a good second baseman at best, you know, like a Joe Panic type of guy um, at second base. But, you know, I, I, I'd say, you know, you got to look at guys with super high upsides that teams like um, Trent DeVoe is another guy who I think, you know, if you trade him in a sense that may come back and, you know, not look as good or, you know, in a, in a sense as well, it, it could be a great trade for you because he may never pan out. So, John? Well, I can't think of an infield position that Fletcher can't play. So I, I certainly do not want uh, the, to, to lose Fletcher. Um, but as, otherwise, I'm, I'm not as up on all this stuff like you guys. But, I mean, I Renhifo, Thais, I mean, either one. I mean, if, if it's going to get me a good pitcher, um, a solid pitcher, I'd be up to it. But uh, the only one that would, would, would concern me is, and, and like I said, he's not a prospect. Well, he's a, a town, he's Fletcher. And that was the one that kind of, I think I might have even seen it on Jared's tweet or I responded to Jared's tweet or something. That's how it came to my attention last night. Well, boy, here we go. This is going to be good. <laughs> uh, the player that hurt me the most that got traded for a pitcher soon. Well, outside of Marsh and Adele, um, I mean, if you're going to trade Marsh, man, that's that, that's the big dog trade. That's your that's your biggest chip. Um, but hurt the most, I'm going to go Renhifo, and I know that means that I would regard I regard him above Fletcher, and the truth is, I do. I know Fletcher can play more positions. Right now, he's hitting for a better average. I just see a higher upside long term for Renhifo. I think Fletcher is who, who he's going to be. A good baseball player. I like him. I just like Renhe. I believe Renhee was a higher upside down the line. I think he he will hit for better average. I think he will steal more bases. I think he'll be a guy a guy that will um, be a spark plug for this team long term, and it could eventually be a, a replacement for Simba in that hole. So I just uh, to me it's it's Renhevo. I know some people disagree, and it's fine, uh, but I, I mean John's over there probably heads just blowing right now. He's like there's steam coming out of his ears. There you go. Um, actual trade targets actually make sense. Trade got by well, this first two came from um, well, Plessy and David as uh, Mop Foxy, and he wants to talk about Fletcher as well. Saying fans love him, uh, they seem to think he'd be untraded, uh, untouchable. Sorry to him, though, his value would never be higher. See, I'm sure he won't trade Simmons, at least not Miyasis. So, which of our infield infielders right now has the most trade value? Who has the most trade value, John? In your opinion, of those infielders, I, I guess I'd say either either of the infielders. I would say Fletcher or perhaps Renhifo. They, they they got most of the play. They they got more play. I don't remember Thice playing that much. Renhifo played quite a bit, and Fletcher's an everyday player. So, Jared. Uh, Anthony Rendon. Does that count as an answer? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, David Fletcher probably, or Simmons. It's Fletcher or Simmons at this point probably have the most trade value um, at the moment. At the major league level, I mean, you look at guys like Jeremiah Jackson or Jemai Jones or somebody along the lines of that, then you probably got to think that they're pretty close in there for trade value. But at the major league level, David Fletcher, uh, Andrew and Simmons, and Anthony Rendon probably have the most the most trade value out of everybody. Well, not trade Rendon. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly, exactly. I think it's Simmons, given what he brings to the table, given 
his experience, uh, it's he makes the most sense to trade if they're looking to cut some cut some out uh, cut some bait a little bit in terms of money. So it's Simmons. He's just the best player of those of, in terms of the young guys who are incumbents. He's the best player there. So uh, possible trade targets that make sense, Jared. Uh. Find a starting pitcher on any team, and I'll say he probably more than likely makes sense. Um, find a starting pitcher on the Red Sox, uh, the Mets. Any, on, honestly, you, you could go almost anywhere and find somebody. Uh, David Price, Marcus Stroman's name's been brought up. Um, Corey Kluber. You know, if if you really want to get into it, you go with a guy like uh, Mike Clevenger or somebody like that, or Thor or somebody like that. But I don't think they'd go that crazy on it. You never know, though, but I don't think they would go that crazy. So, John? David Price, uh, yeah, and, and Kluber. Those are the only two that I am that I know of off the top of my head. Uh, Price, they would require the Red Sox to eat a bunch of that. They're not going to take that whole contract on them. And there's a lot of people in Angels land who are like, no to Price. No, no, no. So, we'll see. Uh, three Wet Fingers at IME Twin 57 says... This is kind of silly. Should MLB move the pitching mound to 70 feet? There are too many strikeouts. It slows the game down. Um, no? Anybody think differently? No? They should change the balls back, too. Okay. And get rid of the netting. And take the netting back down. (laughs) Diego White at Diego1927Angels asks, Who do you guys personally want the Angels to get on the pitching market, trade, or free agent? Well, we've answered some of that. I think, but if you if there's a one guy you want, I already told you I thought that they should go with, you know, Keiko or Ryu right now. Those guys, John, where should they go first? Uh, Keiko. Okay, Jared, where do they go first? Bumgarner. 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 Yeah. Mad Bum. Okay. Uh, Zach Hat one. Zach Hat. Uh, Brandon Marsh, Jemiah Jones, plus David Fletcher for Marcus Stroman. Do the Mets say no? Jared. Angels say no. <laughs> and somebody actually wrote that below jared yeah i saw that no yeah, actually angels do say angels would probably say no i say no to that there's stroman's good but he's not worth marsh jones and fletcher he's not worth marsh and fletcher he's not worth marsh and jones i mean you got to find something different than all three of those guys in my opinion okay. for stroman stroman's a good pitcher but he's not that good john too much too much okay all right, um, I have to do it because I think it'll be kind of funny, but um, maybe not. Anthony Rendon, SZN, asks, is that asks, at please, Billy Epler, asks, where are the gardening tools at? And uh, somebody actually answered him and says in different area codes would be my guess. I'm not sure. Do you guys have a response to that one? At? No? Okay. Um <laughs> These are some awkward silences here. Mike at Mike81338431. Wow, here we go again. Fletcher seems a guy seems like a guy who's that's untouchable. Do you think you get moved? That's actually not a question we answered. Do you guys think he could get moved? John? I think our manager uh, made a point to single him out as his as his guy. So no, I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. Jared? The right trade has to come along for Fletcher to get traded. Uh, like I said, just because, and I tweeted this, and it got a lot of 
you know, likes and all that stuff, whatever you want to say. But, you know, just because Angels got Anthony Rendon doesn't make David Fletcher expandable in any way. You know, don't just go and trade him for anybody, anything, just because you have the pieces now. You know, David David Fletcher on a playoff, uh, on a playoff contender is that very nice piece and somebody who looks good on you know, in in the playoffs, pinch hitter, defensive replacement. You know, I mean, dude, he he does a lot of really good things. So don't don't just start pushing for a David Fletcher trade just because you have those pieces. You know, it's this isn't fantasy baseball or fantasy football where you can set where you have your eight nine guys that who start and will start your week day in and day out, week in and week out for you. You you know you it's it's nice to have pieces. I mean, you've preached organizational depth, and I've said the same thing. You know, I mean. It's nice to have these pieces around, and it's a it's the first start to a a solid rebuild is having this type of depth and not having to go out and pick up guys that got DFA'd to start for you every other day, every third day. You know, it's nice to reach into the farm system and grab some of your guys and have them play instead of you know finding guys. I called out Jared for pandering on that one on that one <laughs> on that tweet. I would say also, um, John. Listen, people say things all the time. I'm not going to 100% trust Joe Madden when he hasn't faced an offer from somebody yet for Fletcher. So he might say it's his guy, but no one's untouchable outside of Mike Trout or Rendon or at this point, I think, on that roster. If, you know, a miracle trade came along, I would, you know, just want to point that out. Have the Angels talked to Keiko at any point thus far? That's from Shane Markstat as at Dragon Cali. Uh, I would assume they have. He's been listed. I'd say yes. You guys think so? No official word. Talk to Keiko. Jared? I'd say, I mean, if if you're listening to what Billy Epler says, he said they said they've talked to almost every free agent, so it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they've had communications dialogue with Dallas Keiko at some point. So, yeah, I'd say that 95% sure that they've probably talked. Okay, and the last one, this one's kind of funny. The Lowe's forward at the Lowe's forward eight asks, how old is Albert Pujols? But for real, though, Jared? I've always thought about this. Is I mean, like, yes, I've joked with it. Like, I mean, Albert Pujols could be 50 years old for all we know, and that would be spectacular. But, you know, in, in the same way, I don't, I don't think he is. I mean, what is he? He's going to be 40, 41 right next year, something like that, 40. Uh, he's going to be 40 he's, next year. He'll be 40 he's, in January. I think he's actually 40, right? No, he's 39 right now. I think he's... He was, he was born in 80. Okay. So he's... Yeah, he, that's, he, well, his, that's, that's his story. He, he might actually 80. be 40. I, I think he is. I, I really hope so. You know, that'd be, that'd be quite the story to find out five years down the road that Albert Pools is actually like 55 years old or something. I think real, he's... The real question is, how old is Fernando? <laughs> uh, I think... Yeah, I'm not going to go there. He's older, than, he's older than dirt, okay? He's older than father time. Right, let's, go, let's go there. That's what I think. All right. That wraps up the Q&A. Interesting questions this week. And uh, final thoughts overall, Jared, what you got? I love the Q&A. That was, that was fun. Just rapid fire. Bring it at me. You know, a couple, couple sentences and let's keep it going. You know, a lot of fun. John, final thoughts? 
I hope to see. I hope to see Jared. I hope I can pull it off, and I hope to see Jared over at the uh, at the press conference on Saturday. I could have sworn I saw a time, and it was sometime in the. I, but I have no idea what time it is. I have something to do Saturday morning, so if it's in the morning, I probably won't be able to make it. But um, so I hope to see Jared there. I'd be excited. I, I attended the Otani co- uh, press conference, so and it was outside. But I guess, and I I understood this to be a public thing, but we'll, we shall see. All right, well, my final thoughts are this. Throughout the course of this season, we saw a lot of people doubting Artie Moreno, Billy Upler, and uh, a lot of times we defended him. Sometimes we did not. We noted that over the course of the season, if the Angels didn't do anything this offseason, we would quickly make our feelings known on that. Uh, even the moments losing Garrett Cole, the team was getting bashed, man. Billy Upper was getting bashed. The same old folks saying the same old things. And I think what happened the following days is a common, should be a common reminder at this point forward. Wait until the end. Even after signing Rendon, the Angels were getting hammered because they hadn't signed pitching yet, as if suddenly pitching was no longer a concern for them, which is silly. That's a reason there's a reason why they traded Will Wilson. They didn't they had the money to get to get Rendon without trading Will Wilson. So I always want to point this out. Those of you who have been doubting Artie Moreno, give it some time. Give it some time. It's obvious that when he when it came time to pull the trigger, he did. The same goes for Billy Epler. We've been hammering Billy Epler about making deals and how you know he let the ball, he dropped the ball. Well, it's a sad realization. Garrett Cole proved it. Sometimes it's not about you. It's about what they want. It's about what other teams offer. It's not... You're not entitled to sign someone. And I think some of us get lost in that, like we're playing a video game. There's always competition for somebody. It sucks losing Cole. Getting around Dunn's is really nice. The worst comes to worst. It's a lot of fun next year. But this is why we advocated for giving Epler a whole offseason. If they botch it the rest of the offseason, we'll call them out. If they do great things, we'll call that out. But that's how it's got to be. We're going to be fair down the middle as best we can. We have our opinions. But at least give this guy the full offseason to do his job. Those are my final thoughts. And with that, it is time for us to hit the road. Time for us to roll. If you would like to be a sponsor for us next year, if you're a business and want to sponsor us, reach out to us at TalkingHalos at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. Don't forget also that we are a, a partner with Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. We're also on Facebook, the Facebook group as well. Talking Halos is a Talking Halos group. You can find Jared Timms on Twitter at Jared underscore Timms. You can find John at Jace Crane John. You can find me at DC Apollo. We're available anywhere podcasts can be found. And so with that, it's time to go with, for the entire team. This is Derek C. Apollo saying, We're out of here. Have a great one. You 
can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.